Praise the Lord. Believe that, what we just sang? We're going we're gonna to talk today about um, prayer, and we're talking about praying in, in the Spirit at all times uh, for, for, with all kinds of prayers and for all, all of us as believers. Prayer. Prayer is one of the, uh, they say, one of the most neglected uh, ministries for, as a Christian, one of the most difficult uh, to make as a discipline. And um, there's different kinds of prayers. I'm going to talk about some of that today. But I want to encourage you that God does answer prayer and God wants us to pray and that we do pray as a church. We are a praying church. When I say that, we, we pray during the week. I know many of you pray at home. I know many of you pray in the morning. Some pray in the evening. And Wednesday night, we have um, here we have the list of your names uh, on these cards right here, and there's some in the basket, I, uh, and which we can take home the same an identical copy. But all of you are listed here, and uh, every Wednesday night, somebody is praying for you here that are sitting here this morning. I can see you, and. Uh, we, we, we pray for you by name. We sometimes will, depending on how many of us are here, we'll break up into, into, into groups and, uh, and lift you up in prayer as God leads, Spirit as the Holy Spirit leads. And this is so important for us to learn how to pray at all times, but not just pr- any kind of prayer, all kinds of prayer, but specifically, as Paul is describing at the end of chapter 6 of Ephesians, praying in the Spirit. What does that mean? <laughs> so let's pray and ask God to help us understand that. And, uh, but before I pray, I do want to say that last week, I think it was last week, or was it a couple of weeks ago? I don't re- remember now, but uh, remember I, t- I challenged Doug to pray for Mackenzie. Mackenzie had an opportunity to look into a program and and I said, well, Doug, would you pray for her? And so he did. And I found out this morning that Mackenzie did get into that program. So that's a praise the Lord. And also for a father who said, hey, what kind of father can't pray for his daughter? And so you did, Doug. And, and God answered. And I think God knew, your, you, know, you know your daughter, your spirit to spirit in a way, and you want the best for her. And here she is this morning with a young man by her side. And we pray for both of you too. We pray as God works in your lives. Did you put your armor on this week? Did you put your full armor on this week? This is what he says in Ephesians after he's gone through all this letter. And then he tells you when you've got all this armor on, you're not, you don't quit there. You don't just put your armor on and sit around. He said, then you need to pray. Let's lead the scripture from Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. He says, To finally be strengthened by the Lord and in, his, and in his vast strength. He begins here in verse 10 with that, the vast strength, and then talks about praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the pneuma, the power of the Spirit. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Who doesn't fight some wicked schemes? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, because of that, 
Take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with the readiness with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then we come to verse 18 through the rest of this passage here, to 20 anyway. Pray at all times. Pray at all times. But pray in the Spirit all times. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. And then, then he writes, he said, Would you pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel? For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Father, these are the scriptures we're looking at today, and we're specifically looking at this whole idea of praying at all times, but praying in the Spirit. And Father, I ask you to take the words I speak. Father, I pray that they're from you. I trust in you that as I've meditated and prayed to you and sought you, that what I bring through this, this message this morning, this pulpit, this, the speaking today, the Father, that you're going to take it and speak into the hearts of your of my brothers and sisters here today and encourage them to pray always and to pray at all times and to pray in the spirit. We need to know, uh, we need to understand how on earth is that, does that happen? How do we do that so we can do it right so that we can be protected? In Jesus' name, amen. Praying at all times in the spirit, in the spirit, I just made three bullets here, not necessarily going to expound on those bullets necessarily. They're not the bullets of the sermon, but three bullets. That when we pray in the Spirit at all times, we are praying with, with the idea that we're, we're directed, we are being directed by the Spirit of God. We are being energized in our prayers by the Spirit of God. And we are being sustained by the Spirit of God. So we're directed, we're energized, and we are sustained. And that word spirit, it means pneuma. It is like the wind, like the breath of God. That, that he's saying when you pray in the pneuma, when you pray with the breath of God, well, we need to have eternal and spiritual CPR from God for him to breathe into us so that we can, he can breathe out of us and guide, ourselves, guide us in, in prayer. When Paul was writing to the Corinthians, he, he was trying to uh, teach them the, a correct way to pray, a better way to pray, and, and uh, because the church had got so caught up in speaking in tongues and praying in tongues and there's all this interpretation and no interpretation and everybody speaking out, it was a, a matter of confusion. And he says in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, he says, I, I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray 
with my mind also. So when we're talking about praying in the Spirit, we're not necessarily thinking about just necessarily always just totally mindless. It, we, God gives us a sound mind. And so he says that I'll pray with, with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my mind. But then he also wrote, when he wrote to, the, to Rome, to the Roman church, that when it's so difficult to pray, sometimes we don't know what to pray. You know, when, when you go through a very, very tough time, you know, and that can be, you've got your tough times that you've faced. I trust you're not facing one this morning. If you are, I pray that you understand that. Hear this now, that you may not be able to pray with your mind or even with your spirit necessarily and connect with God. And so that's where he says in Romans 8.26, the spirit himself will intercede for us with groanings too deep for words. Now that is praying, praying in the spirit when you don't know how to pray with words. So if you don't remember anything else about this message today, I pray that it will come back to you when a difficult time comes because we're going to have difficult times. And you will not know how to speak or what to do, but you'll find inside yourself a strength, a supernatural strength, that will be groaning inside of you, which will be, in a sense, God praying to God and inspiring you, and, and, and God answers those prayers for your own soul and your own life. You'll find yourself also in that sense, how can anybody, how can anybody pray in that regard uh, where the Spirit is interceding where it's not directed by the Spirit, energized by the Spirit, and sustained by the Spirit. It is impossible because it is the Spirit at work. And it will be according to God's will because it's the Spirit praying in, through you with groans. As I looked at this and I asked the Lord, because I did read, I've read several commentaries, several different theologians. They say it's just, it is almost impossible to even describe this and yet, Scripture after Scripture talks about praying in the Spirit and being connected with the Spirit and having the Spirit of God uh, in us and filling us. And I read a, a quote that says, praying in the Spirit of Sonship, the Spirit of Sonship. So when we pray in the Spirit, this isn't just the Holy Spirit. Remember, when we become a Christian and Christ, we are born again of the Spirit, Yes, we know that's the Holy Spirit, but like Colossians says in Colossians 1.17, I think it is, or 127, it says that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So when, when we are born again, we can get too wound up about the Holy Spirit as if, the whole, as if all our focus is on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the agent to bring Christ into us and Christ to live in us, and then God too, because uh, God was in Christ and Christ in God. And so we have, we have the triune God in us when we are interceding and praying in the Spirit. So when we pray in the spirit of sonship, I want to give you some verses out of 1 John. You can take notes. You can go home. 
read this, meditate on it, and ask yourself, help me, Lord, to know what this is about praying in the Spirit, because you're telling me I've got to do it at all times, so I want to do it, do it right when I do it. And in 1 John 5, 1, it says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So if you believe that, that Jesus is, is the Christ, you, he says you're going to be born of God. For whatever, verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Prayer, prayer in this context of Ephesians, and even in other contexts, but specifically this one, is the prayer of an overcoming life. It is, you've got the armor on, but we're not sitting still. We are going to war to fight off and ward off the attacks of the enemy. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Verse 10 of 1 John 5, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. If someone looks at you and say, Are you a Christian? And you say, Yes, I am. How do you know that? I, I have a witness in myself that I've, I've asked Christ into my life. Now, if you don't have a witness within yourself, then ask for Christ to come. Bow your knee to him. Give your life to him. Because he who has the Son, verse 12, has life. This is praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit of Sonship, having the Spirit of the Son. Verse 14 says, in 1 John 5, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, who doesn't want to pray always with that? Who doesn't want to set before God and say, I, I don't have words now, but then all of a sudden there are these groanings in your spirit, and you know it's according to his will, and all of a sudden his, his will has been prayed, and it says, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we asked of him. That should give us some great confidence to pray and pray always and to pray a, direct, a spirit-directed prayer, a spirit-energized prayer, and a spirit-sustained prayer. I, mean, I know we're all like, I, don't, I know this isn't a, the, in a sermon. We're not having, you know, we don't go, oh, yes, you know, and, and we have discussion about it, and I understand that. But when I speak to you, oh, I'm just praying that the Holy Spirit is speaking this deep into your heart. That, that you will know that if he hears you, that whatever you ask, that you'll know that you, that, that you have the petition that you asked of him. What is it you really want to pray for? Doug, you prayed for Mackenzie the other week. And you meant it. And the petition was answered. Now you say, well, it's a... It's a, it's a little thing. Well, it's a big deal to Mackenzie. We prayed for Tatiana to have a safe trip, to go be comforted. I believe with all my heart, yeah, the grief was hard. It's difficult. But I pray, I do believe that God answered our prayer and is comforting Tatiana. And that's how, that's how he works. So pray in the Spirit at all times. In the Spirit, in the power of the Spirit. 
That should give us great confidence. We think sometimes, do you ever get on your knees and you think, I don't know that I'm really truly confident about this. I'm not sure what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't know. Well, Paul, when he wrote to Timothy, he said, if you're going to have my spirit in you, the spirit of sonship, he said in 2 Timothy 1.7, he says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. When we get on our knees before God, when we're praying in the spirit at all times, there can be a sense of control too. All different kinds of prayers, but a sense of power, a sense of love, and a sense of control as we go before the Father and say, I'm going to petition you with this request for my brother, my sister, my family member, my church. First Peter 4.7, he says this, the end of all things is near. The end of all things is near. Listen, it's Veterans Day tomorrow. We have great freedom in this country because of we've won victories around the world. You know, my father would have been 94 tomorrow, 94 years old, and he's a British Royal Navy veteran. was in the North Atlantic looking for German U-boats, fighting for freedom. The end of all things is near. There'll be rumors of war, there'll be wars, there'll be volcanoes, there'll be fires, there'll be, and look across the world at what we're seeing. Do you think the end of all things is near? And because of that, he says, therefore be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. See, we don't have to get out of control. We don't have to get fearful of the future because God has the future in his hands. And he's calling us to put on the full armor of God so we're fully protected. Our heart is covered with righteousness, belt to truth round the waist, feet with the gospel of peace, helmet of salvation, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, and prayer. Praying over all things, fully armored, fully covered, under control, clear-minded, praying in power, When he's talking about being clear-minded or sober-minded, he's talking about being calm in your mind, having a calmness in your mind, watchful, having a discipline. Now, I woke up this morning at 1 o'clock. I went to bed early. I woke up at 1 o'clock, and I was wide awake, and it was pitch black, and I got the phone by the side of the bed. That's my alarm clock now. I look at it. It's one o'clock. Why did I wake up now? And I've and I got to tell you, initially, I didn't have a calmness of mind. Here I am going to come and preach on praying always. Well, I'm awake at one o'clock. This is always. And I got up and got a drink of water, come back to the bed. And then I kept reading over and over the stuff I've been reading all week and asking God, God, would you show me? And and then I thought, I want to go to sleep. I I don't want to stay awake from 1 o'clock. That was just selfishness. Even though I just read in The Power of Prayer by E.M. Bounds about a a fellow that would get up and pray four hours before everybody else got up. And I thought, here I am going to stand up and say, we got to pray always. 
I'm certainly not praying like that fella did. And who does? Well, we got to start somewhere. And my mind was running and buzzing. I said, Lord, help me to sleep. And I did. I got back to sleep when I got up 6 o'clock instead, which was a lot better than staying up all night. I'd pray. But I hope that we didn't get, because I think it was like 2.30. I hope we didn't lose out three and a half hours of prayer that would have made this message a whole lot better. I, I don't know. I don't know that. But I'm going to trust that uh, I was watchful. I was calm. I was praying. I was lifting you up. And I'd had a dream. And I texted a fellow this morning that used to come to our church. And I texted him and I said, I had a dream about you and I don't want to say his name. It wouldn't be right. And in my dream, he was in the service. He was in the worship service. And I was so happy to have him here. And then in my dream, all of a sudden, I saw him running out. And I chased after him. By the time I got to the door of the church, he was gone. And I woke up. And I was brokenhearted. I don't know what all the details are. I don't know why God was showing me that dream. But I felt like as I was studying this word that Paul knows what he's doing when he says we need to pray at all times. We pray in the Spirit at all times. Be listening to the Holy Spirit, paying attention to the Holy Spirit. And, and, and as he prompts you to pray for one another, stop and pray. Stop and pray. Don't neglect it. Don't be like Andrew Murray that said it's the most neglected work. While it, while it is the most effective work. So anyway, I prayed for our dear brother, and I sent him a text, and I trust that God is at work in that brother's life. But if we're going to pray in spirit, we're going to pray controlled, self-controlled, we're going to be disciplined, calm of mind, sober-minded, then we need to be listening. We need to be still. Sometimes that's the kind of prayer that is spirit-led. It's just to be silent before God, to be silent. In Habakkuk 2.20, it says, But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. I say that because sometimes we think of prayer as just babbling away. Just i got to get all my petitions out and requests out. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? And then, yes, sometimes we don't know our words, and then God grow, we groan, the Holy Spirit, and, and prayer is happening. But sometimes prayer is just silence. Silence in his holy temple. Silence is the most difficult thing to practice as well. If you have silence in the church, everybody gets nervous. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. That was probably just a few seconds. I was getting nervous. So this listening prayer, this be silent, keep silent. And listening prayer is also, in a sense, watchful prayer. Getting before God. 
If you're going to be spirit-led, have a spirit-led prayer, be led of the spirit in your prayer, always praying. It's sometimes just sitting and being watchful. Like in another passage in, in Habakkuk, in, in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, where the prophet writes, I will take my stand on my watch post and station myself on the tower and look to see, look to see what he will say to me. Listen, praying always and praying in the spirit is listening sensitively to the spirit. And he may say to you, this is a time of silence right now. And then he may say to you, this is a time of watchfulness and silence and be watching and listening because I'm going to speak to you. And when I speak to you, just like in this passage in Habakkuk, I want you to write down what I'm going to show you. Because when I write it down, when, you, when I give it to you and you write it down, you will be able to share that and people will be able to run with it. That is much like what we pray and we trust we're doing in a sermon preparation. Is we've been watchful, we've been alert, we've been careful, we're, we're studious, yes, but we're listening to him. We're silent before him, then we study before him. And then God speaks to us and we need to write those notes down. And sometimes they come to you like inspiration, boom, write that down. What happens sometimes, you get an inspiration at one o'clock in the morning and you don't have your notepad by your bed and you don't have your pen and then you think, well, I'll remember it later. No, you won't. You won't, you'll forget it. Then you go, oh, I didn't write it down. Now I'm telling you that because it's true many times and I'm kicking myself. Well, then I tell myself, well, well, maybe it wasn't. But it was, I think it was. I think it was something for you and something for all of us. And I'll guarantee, I think, I really believe that he has spoken to you in those silent moments, in those watchful moments. And because you haven't had a pen and a pad, or should I say it positively, with a pen and a pad, you could come in here this, in the morning and when Kelvin walks down the aisle with the bulletin in his hand and he shares a few things and he says, are there any praises or anything you want to share, whoosh, there'll be, there'll be a notepads in hand. Can you imagine that happening? Has it ever happened? I want to encourage you to take Paul's passage right here, put on the full armor of God, and then just say, Lord, I want to pray in the Spirit. I want to have the Spirit of don't want to have a spirit of fear. I want one of power and love and self-control. I want a calmness of mind, a sober, watchful mind. I want to be listening. I want to be listening. And I want to jot it down. And then I want to feed the family of God with it. That's spirit-led praying to come and spiritually nourish a congregation that needs to be spiritually nourished. We are hungry sheep. Did you know that? Did you know that it was said that when James, the guy that wrote the letter of James, when he died, they said his knees were calloused from praying because he'd been on his knees praying. Now, you don't always have to be on your knees. You can walk around praying. You can walk around the field praying. I walk around this sanctuary praying. Our brother Ron is real strict. I say he's strict. I say that lovingly, Ron. 
he's real disciplined about taking the congregational, uh, what do they call it? Directory, thank you, somebody. Taking that directory, taking it home, and he gets up early, and he goes through that directory, and we are all prayed for. That, that is wonderful. That is one man that I know of that's praying like that. You know what I do? I come in here, and I sit in the front, and I look at that cross. And I sit there, and I say, Lord, how do you want me to pray? And then I get up, and I, and I walk around the, the chairs here. Because you tend to sit in the same places. That when Jonathan came, he switched us all about. And uh, Elroy ended up over here, and I, it was all confusing to me. But I go through, and I know where you sit. And I picture your faces. And I pray for you. That's how I pray for you. So you better keep coming, because otherwise I'll, I'll, you'll get missed out on my prayers. But you won't on runs if you're in the directory. No, if you're not here, if you haven't been here for a while, I mark an X on the chair. <laughs> no, I don't do that. My British humor, I'll have to stop it. Let's move on here a little bit in the, in the praying in the spirit. And I, can I just encourage you with this? This is what I did. As I said, as I went to this, and I said, Lord, I want to practice this. And so, Lord, help me understand what this is, what you were trying to say at the end of the letter. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, go to the beginning of the letter. Go to the beginning of where Paul was describing this. And of, and of course, and, and before that, by the way, I went to read about Jesus and saw how Jesus prayed and how he always withdrew and he always prayed and he always got with the Father. He always talked to the Father. Whatever he did, he wanted to do what the Father wanted him to do. He was always making sure the Father was in him and leading him and guiding him. So never forget that. Always bring Jesus into this. So the Holy Spirit said, go to the beginning. And I go to the beginning and I go to verse 3. Praying in the Spirit. Praying always in the Spirit. It says, with all the blessings of the Spirit in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. Now you might say, what in earth is that? No, there's a sense of when we get on our knees and we're silent and we're watchful, that His Holy Spirit is revealing to us all the blessings of the Spirit in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. When we get down into verses 13 and 14, he talks about that we can have this kind of confidence, this kind of assurance, praying with the knowledge of being sealed with the Spirit, with the, with the mark of ownership, a reality, a certainty, and the resemblance of Christ. It's the pledge of a full inheritance given to us in those verses. Chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. So Paul just doesn't slap this at the end and say, now pray in the Spirit always. He's already been describing what it is to be Spiritually, spiritually led, spiritually filled, spiritually sealed, spiritually filled. He goes and says in verse, verses 1 through 15 through 23, these are verses you can read at home. He says, praying with the eyes of your heart enlightened. Praying with the eyes of your heart enlightened, illumined with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So when we get on our knees to pray, and we listen and we're silent and we've got the word before of us, before us, all of a sudden, the eyes of your heart, inside your heart, protected by the breastplate of righteousness, there is an enlightenment 
Christ is illumined inside of you. There's a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. And when you get the knowledge of him, then you pray according to his will. Because you see him inside your spirit. He's not somewhere out there. Verse 18 of that uh, chapter 1, it says, to know him fully, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, the glorious work of grace. Verse 19, to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power, his dynamite, in other words, toward us, his dynamite toward us. But we see what he's done for us. And then he says, now pray always and pray for all the saints and pray also for me and pray in the spirit. It's a spirit of a knowledge of something supernatural, something so real. It gives you so much more power. And so we don't pray in weakness. We see the vision and that vision makes us so omnipotent, in other, in other words, all-powerful in our prayers. When we see what, who he is and what he's done, and then we're praying like that for one another, there is an all-powerful and omnipotent power in your praying. To pray with the knowledge of his power at work in the resurrection of Christ and to know that we are seated with him in the heavenlies spiritually, above all powers, rulers. Get a concept of that. We are not weaklings. We're not, yeah, we're, we, we come to him in weakness, but we pray in strength. So we pray at all times, in the spirit, with his breath, with him breathing into us so that he can breathe out of us. Hmm. Through all prayer. Listen, I'm going to leave it here today with this. I, I, I feel like I need to wait and uh, take another day to come into what it means to pray for all the saints at all times with all supplication and all prayer. And what Paul meant by asking for prayer, that he might speak with boldness, that he might, when he opens his mouth, he would open it with boldness. Because I, there's something powerful in, in that, in that uh, teaching. Because the prayers he's asking for himself are prayers that we can pray for one another. And we won't, we won't be ashamed or we won't feel a weakness to pray. We have to know Jesus. We have to come to know him. But oh, if we go through Ephesians, it, we get an idea of how rich he is and who he is and how powerful he is. When we go to praying in the spirit at all times, we, are, we have sonship prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that just as you've sent your, the spirit of your son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Lord, we would cry that out today. And we would understand this mystery, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that we would realize that we've, been received, we've received a spirit of adoption as sons, that, and it's by him who we can cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy, we can talk to you just like that. We can know that this, your Holy Spirit is going to help us in our weaknesses. But we don't know sometimes what to pray, as we ought. But you, Holy Spirit, 
will intercede for us with groanings too deep for words. Father, teach us how to pray this week. May we pray at all times. May we learn how to pray. May we keep a notebook by the side of the bed, a notebook in the vehicle. As you speak to us, may we jot it down. I pray that we would come here, then share that. I believe it will be so encouraging because it will, it will be that vision from you, direction from you, a word from you, and it will be a word in season. And I pray that for our church, that we would not forget one another, that if we need to take a directory home like Ron, or that we need to just think about where we all sit in here and picture the faces, however we do it, whether we need to take cards home and remember people and pray for them. Pray always. Pray in the Spirit with all supplication, with all prayer for all the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand together.